afternoon and welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange Leadership Tools and Strategies. So thrilled to have you in at the very end of March. We're really excited to continue a wonderful series as we examine some amazing things happening in the social benefit world. Before we get into today's program, I want to remind you about some really important upcoming events, including this Thursday at 9 p.m., our hashtag nonprofit chat. We're going to continue today's discussion and move deeper with you as we engage the thoughts around social entrepreneurship. Also, want to remind you to check out the magazine, centervisionleadership.org. You can get free access to Nonprofit Performance Magazine. Our most recent issue in March was on millennials in the nonprofit world. So, I want to make sure that you check that out. Also, want to encourage you to check out the archives, hangouts.centervisionleadership.org. You can check out past episodes of our nonprofit exchange program and learn from amazing thought leaders from across the country. Again, want to welcome you in. I'm Todd Greer, Executive Director of Centervision Leadership Foundation. I am so thrilled to have with us Rob Touchstone. Rob is the co-founder of the Well Coffee House in Nashville, Tennessee. He's also the Director of Missional Entrepreneurship at Lipscomb University. Rob, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Todd. It is a great privilege to be here with you today and, uh, and with our audience. Absolutely. Rob, it's, it's an exciting thing to have you in. Um, Rob, for, for those that are, are going to be looking forward to the magazine, Rob is going to be one of the featured uh, contributors to the June issue, and this is a little bit of a, a release information right here. To our June issue, we're looking at giving for impact in the nonprofit or social benefit world, and we're going to be looking at the wonderful work that Rob is doing with the Well Coffee House there in, uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. So, Rob, for those that don't have a clue who you are, would you for just a second let us know who you are and what you do? Yeah, again, thanks, Todd. Um, in 2012, um, I worked with a team to co-found the Well Coffee House, um, and I did that on very little business experience, and for the last two and a half years have sort of been on the job training. Um, I am trained in theology, uh, but I used that framework to enter into the business world uh, two and a half years ago, and it's been an amazing journey. Um, along the way, I've also taken a position uh, that was born out of my experience in opening the well as a coffee house um, here at Lipscomb University, where I'm serving as the director of missional entrepreneurship. So the well is a is a nonprofit missional coffee house. So we take the profits on uh, products that we sell in our store, and then we give those profits away to uh, fight poverty. Specifically, um, we're focused on clean water efforts, but uh, broader than that. But that's where our name comes from is our uh, desire to build or fund the building of clean water wells. Awesome. I know, Rob, uh, I was introduced to the Well Coffee House about two or three years ago. I was on campus at Lipscomb University for a conference and uh, had a friend who was from that area and he invited me to come across the street from Lipscomb's campus and experience this really cool coffee house. And, and so there I was. Uh, sitting in the coffee house, the well, and I started to learn a little bit more about who you are. If you would take us through kind of this concept, 
there's this idea that's being bounced around now more and more. We're, we're calling it social entrepreneurship or missional entrepreneurship or social innovation. And even to some extent, it's that old kind of idea of community activism mixed with business. But how do you bring these practices together and develop the well? Yeah, so let me tell you a little bit about how the well started and, and how it came to be a missional uh, a social enterprise and, a, and a, a missional entrepreneurial journey for us. It started first with a desire to create space. Um, so we wanted to create a business that would facilitate community. Um, and so we we looked at some different ideas for business. I say we, um, I have a team of about six others that are uh, serving with me, uh, but my co-founder and I specifically were looking at a way to create a space um, in our community that would just be a natural gathering place for us to love and to serve people. Um, so our business aspiration, uh, first and foremost, was to create a business that, that had a deep purpose behind it, and that purpose was to, to give back um, but not only give back by creating a, a nonprofit that we'd give money back, but we wanted to be able to create a space. So the well experience, we decided again, um, you know, we had some thoughts about, you know, different types of spaces and businesses. Um, we kind of all know about the old uh, Cheers TV show, you know, where it's in the bar that, you know, everybody knows your name. Yeah. Um, it's in, sometimes in the restaurant where the server knows who you are and know what you like to order. But th it's the coffee house in our culture today that is maybe the most prevalent third space. Um, and by third space, just that place that, that space in addition to your home and then your workplace, that third space being a, a space that people want to go where they're known, but it's outside of their everyday maybe uh, norms of home and workplace. And so we really weren't interested in, in creating a, a business around uh, a bar or a restaurant. Um, we liked the idea of coffee because coffee is uh, just a natural um, space where people will come and hang out and, and are willing to typically uh, spend some money on their caffeine addictions um, and their desire for community. Uh, so one of the things we joke about actually is we say we're leveraging people's caffeine addictions. Um, for good in the world, for hope, and um, you know, we so we desired to create space, and then to create a sustainable, excellent product that would um, not be something that was kind of a passing fad, um, but something that would be long-standing as a product. And you know, we don't see coffee as going away anytime soon, as far as something that Americans love to consume and to uh, consume together. Um, and so we looked at statistics. We looked at statistics in our world that really drove us, that really motivated us. Um, and that's what helped us to shape what we would do uh, with the mission of the well. We knew we wanted to do something that would give back. There was never a question about that. The question was, what do we give toward? Um, mm -hmm. And so as the vision became more and more refined, um, and we started to think, what is it in our world that breaks our heart? Like, what is it that that we look out and see and we just say, there is no reason that that should be a crisis in the world because something could be done uh, tangibly. And for us, what broke our heart was uh, when we learned that 6,000 people were dying every single day because uh, of waterborne illnesses. And 
you know, growing up, I don't think I, I always had seen the commercials of poverty and things like that, but I never really thought I could do much about it. Mm -hmm. But when we started to see that you can fund the building of a well for as little as $1,000 and you can bring water to anywhere from three to 400 people, um, it became more clear to us this is a very sustainable way that we can bring hope into a community. So then we wondered what would happen if we gave all the profits away um, from the money that we make in our store to start funding clean water wells. And so that's what we decided to, to focus on. Um, in the meantime, we decided to focus our passion for people um, on our local community. So we also wanted to create a space right inside of our store that would also be um, a well in a metaphorical way uh, where people who are thirsty continuously come to, to drink or desire something deeper uh, besides just coffee. Um, and so we see what we're doing is serving, you know, physical water through the funding of wells, but also um, uh, a water that will quench people's thirst in many other ways by serving them in our store and by creating community and then giving back even uh, part of our funds to projects in our local community where there are needs. It's such an exciting thing, Rob, to, to see, and, and I... I place this in contrast because I, I think about, you know, when I walk in to get coffee, I go to get coffee. Uh, and that's typically my expectation. And yet, what does it look like for somebody who walks into the well and starts to learn a little bit about your story? What's kind of the common reaction that they have? That is one of our favorite things is to see when people just get it. It's like a light bulb goes off and they just, they get it. Um, we... I guess it's it's uh, it's it's easy to see when you come in our store that we're about something else, but it's not exactly um, we don't uh, we don't put it in people's face either. We're naturally inviting people into a relational space that we don't want to alienate anyone uh, by. So we don't try to say, "Hey, we're look at us, we're good, you know, good doers," or we don't try to come across in any way themselves what we do. So. Um, what I mean by that, so somebody comes into the well and they might see a picture hanging on the wall of uh, children or women or men gathered around a well um, in Togo, Africa or in Haiti or, or the places that we've built. So excuse us here, we're having a little bit of connectivity issues. I know uh, Rob is uh, coming from uh, the school today and he's having a little bit of internet issues. So we'll be checking back in, and hopefully Rob will be able to join us back here in just a moment. Um, as we get into this, I want to lay out a little bit more of what Rob is talking about here. Rob is, is laying out the case for not only doing business well, but doing good in business. And so uh, there, the Well Coffee House is very much living in this third space. Uh, as he talked about, it's not your home, and it's not your typical workplace but it's a third space that somebody can gather in community inside a larger community. And so the Well Coffee House is a very intriguing model because it's a, a non-profit organization that's serving a greater purpose even as it serves the business purpose of, of making good coffee, uh, of serving a clientele, and serving the needs uh, for caffeine addiction, as, as Rob uh, was joking around about it. We'll check back in and see if we can get Rob here in just a second. Uh, we're going to ping him back, and hopefully uh, we have not lost him. 
All right, I think we're getting Rob back in here. Hey, are you there? We lost you there for a second, Rob, but it is good to have you back. Just My internet, internet went completely down here. Are we back? We are back on, and we're still alive, so it, it's great to have you back in. Um, what, uh, what I was just sharing with the folks is the fact that you're not only doing business well, you're doing good in business, and I think that's one of the things that really stands out. Uh, you were talking a little bit as we lost you about what's happening there when an individual comes in. You were mentioning they may see folks gathered around a well in Togo or in Haiti or in other places. And if you would, Rob, if you don't mind, just continue to share that story with us. I think it's very important for us to, to hear the, the doing good and doing well together. Yeah. And it looks like, again, we might have lost Rob. Uh, the uh, internet connection there seems seems to be giving some troubles, uh, as we, we see in different places. Um, one of the things I, I want to touch on here, and I know Rob will be back hopefully shortly, uh, is when we look at what, what's happening there, they're, they've created really a, a very interesting model. We talk a lot about different models that are in place in the social benefit world, and one of the things that we're seeing is this merging together of business and nonprofit, and we're seeing that very specifically in the B Corp that's developed, but we're also seeing nonprofit social enterprises, missional entrepreneurs or social entrepreneurs who are reaching out and they're, they're succeeding in this business framework, um, but doing it under a nonprofit model where they're seeking to accomplish good in the world. And so one of the things that's very unique about the Well Coffee House is the fact that they are part coffee house, they're part church, they're part cause. And so what's happening is Rob has created a and cultivated a community there where they're reaching, as he talked about, people who have, have need uh, for, for both uh, uh, the refreshment of uh, coffee as well as what, what they're referring to as a spiritual refreshment. And they're doing it in such a way that through all these things, they're able to help fund uh, the sustainable water issues uh, that are taking place in, in places throughout the country, uh, including uh, uh, Haiti and Tuff. And it looks like Rob's back. All right, Rob. Good to I'm have in a you in. Room now. <laughs> we, we got we got hay, and, and then uh, we lost you there. So uh, if you would just pick up on that story. Well, as happens when things are alive, uh, it looks like we have a little bit of a connectivity issue. So um, what I want to remind you of is, is one of the things that we continue to look at when we're looking at this series in the nonprofit exchange is thinking about what does it look like for you as a leader in your organization to engage with these new ideas. We focus on a lot of different concepts here. We want to make sure that you're thinking about how does this look in your own organization. So welcome back, Rob. Hopefully uh, we're, we're good with the, the connection. If not, we will we'll roll with the punches. I have no idea. I use this same connection every day, and the one day we do this, it's uh, it's in and out. I apologize. I've changed rooms. Maybe this is a better space, so we'll see. All right. We like it. We like it. Go ahead, Rob. Tell us. Uh, you, were, you were talking about the well, the pictures and everything. Okay, yeah. So 
when people come in, uh, when customers come in, we're just inviting them to ask. It feels a little bit counterintuitive when it comes to mission because, you know, most of the time when we think about mission, it's like, oh, tell, tell, tell. Everybody that comes in, tell them about it. But instead, we've, we've taken a counterintuitive approach, which is let's place it before them and show them with our actions and then just invite them to ask. And so we're inviting the customer to ask us, in a sense, as to why would you as a business make money and then give it to these people in the pictures that we see on the wall um, and then to other things that we have subtly placed around the store um, and when they do ask we're thrilled to tell them now that doesn't mean that we in any way don't also tell them when um, from time to time we have some other displays in our store that invite them to give extra um, at the counter if they'd like towards certain projects um, but the reaction is almost always um, people can't believe that a business would give their profits away first of all mm -hmm. and they say I, I love this I want to come back um, I'd rather spend my three or four dollars on a latte with you than on than with someone else and so universally we're we're met uh, with just almost unbridled joy people are like wow I can have my coffee and do good in the world and that that is really really fun to see sure that's an exciting thing and um as we lost you, one of the things that was kind of setting up here for our audience is, is the concept of some of the things that you guys are doing. And uh, I know when we've talked in the past, one of the things that has really sprung out to me is this threefold aspect to what you guys are doing there. And I think each of them you're doing both well and good in that. Uh, your part coffee house, your part church, and your part cause are really it, it's those three threads that are woven together that that undergird who you guys are as an organization. What does that look like then as people interact with it? I mean, whether people agree with your religious beliefs or not, what kinds of interactions are you seeing as you guys are seeking to do well and good? Yeah, you know, so we try not to create what we would say is a um, a religious space. Because we know that by definition, some are going to be would feel alienated if we said this is, say, a Christian coffee house or whatever religion coffee house. Um, now we are Christian at the core. Um, this was was birthed out of our Christian faith, um, but we wanted to create a space where clearly everyone um, of any from any religion or no faith perspective at all would be welcomed into our environment, and so. Um, we treat everyone exactly the same with the same level of respect and then we invite them into our mission so one of the things that um, that I was going to share before we cut out a minute ago was that we feel like what we're doing um, is inviting people to live a bigger story to live into something greater than themselves and I find that most people want that like they they want to have some purpose and meaning in their lives and so when they come into our store and it might seem silly because it's just through the purchase of a coffee but it's funny how it makes a difference when somebody realizes that I can choose I'm the one that chooses as a customer where I will purchase my coffee and where I'll spend my time and it's just like a small level of empowerment that you chose to shop somewhere where the money is being used for good and it's almost again like it's planting a seed in their minds that well if I did that with this product what about other things um, and we're just trying to invite them to consider a, a bigger story around them than just the the one that they live in 
So we see it as an, an eye-opener um, that if we can just in some way help you to think about something bigger, we feel like we've been successful. Um, and, I, and I find that many people do want to know. Um, so yeah, we've created what I would say is a melting pot of we have people from many different religions and um, business backgrounds, and, and it's so fun to look around the store and see people in business meetings, see people studying the Bible, see people studying other religions, seeing... Um, business uh, classes meeting there and talking about the well as a, as a model. Um, so we're a melting pot for those things. And so what I guess the, the key word here is that we feel like we have established an intersection. Um, we want to be at that intersection of community, creativity, faith, um, business, of course. So we want to be right there in the intersection. So we don't want to be a business that's over off to the side we want to be engaged, like in the everyday life and fabric of our culture. And again, that's why we chose coffee house because few things like a coffee house mm -hmm. enable you to do that. Um, and so again, that's what we do. So you mentioned. So one of the things that we do, I lead um, weekly um, a, a gathering, a community gathering uh, on Sundays mm -hmm. that is an open faith conversation. Uh, we sing songs of faith together. Um, and we talk openly about our faith, and in that, um, I tell why um, I wrote the vision for the well. And again, we seek to, to not alienate people who may not have a Christian perspective. And so we simply say, here's why we do it, and this is how our faith drove us to do it. And so today we want to talk openly about it. So on Sundays, I lead two, um, I guess you could call them church gatherings, uh, but it doesn't really look much like a church. Uh, it's a community where we talk about faith and where we invite people from other perspectives to consider um, what it looks like to, again, live into something bigger with your life. And um, obviously for us, that leads us personally uh, as the founders of the business, uh, that leads us back to our faith perspective in, with Jesus. Um, but we're very respectful of others and we show them that. So. I've had people from other religions come up to me afterward and say, you know, I know we believe in different ways, but I respect what you're doing, and I would love to figure out how I can be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those conversations are as meaningful to me as anything. I've had people who were atheists who brought that perspective and said, I don't believe what you believe in any way, but I'm bringing, that, uh, I'm bringing my um, business to you because I want to I do good in the world too. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that sits there um, is that idea of how do we how do we do good? How how do we use the limited resources that we all have as individuals as families? Um, how do we use those to do good? And I think one of the things uh, that that is an important contrast here. You you can do good through a lot of organizations, and, and I think that's a really important thing for all of us to hear. But it's an important thing to see that that organization is also doing well. Um, and what's interesting about what's happened with, coincidentally enough, the Well Coffee House is the fact that you guys have done so well as a business entity, as an organization. You've not only have the one location there uh, near the Lipscomb campus, but you've actually grown into a second uh, location. Is that correct, Rob? Yeah, that's right. And I would I would have to say I, I wish I could sit here and say that I had such great vision for this that I just knew we would expand. But I mean, two and a half years ago, we were simply hoping to to find a way to open and to raise the startup capital and and I would have never imagined that only two and a half years later that we would have two stores 
and now the possibility to expand this enterprise um, across the country. We have people in about eight different states right now who are on standby with us saying, what would it look like to create a, a franchise model? So we, and the, really the answer to that is we don't know yet. Um, we don't want to grow too quickly, but we certainly want to be open to explore. So we're looking at um, what does it mean to, to create a social franchise? Um, so yeah, we have two stores in Nashville right now, um, and we've really done this three times. Our first store was open for about 16 months uh, when we found out we were going to lose our lease because the owner of the property uh, decided to build a 16-story high-rise uh, in the on the entire corner where we were located, and we had absolutely no control over that decision. So, first year of business, we were uh, I think we did about six hundred thousand dollars in revenue, and had a wonderful first year, especially for a, a startup. And uh, then find out we're going to lose the lease and have to move out and uh, start all over again. Well, the closure of that store led to the opening of two stores, and so we opened two stores within a month of each other uh, in May and June of last year, and. Um, Again, it's uh, it's been an exciting, exciting thing. I wanted to go back to what you said, too, about doing well. We knew that if we could have a great mission and people would support that because they thought you know, it was a way of doing good in the world, but we also knew that our product had to be outstanding. Um, there's some wonderful competition here in Nashville, and you might even say, well, there's not a need for one more coffee house in Nashville because you have seven or eight very, very good ones uh, that do coffee extremely well. Um, so we knew that in order to enable our mission, we had to come up with a product that was excellent. So we, we poured our heart and soul into the product um, because the product is what enables our mission. Uh, without having a great product, um, we felt like people would only put up with mediocre uh, coffee or mediocre service or whatever it is that we're doing for so long. So we just we said from the beginning, hey, we we feel like we have the greatest story of all to tell. We're living out the greatest story uh, in um, in our faith, and therefore we're going to do it with absolute excellence. So we put our heart and soul into making wonderful, excellent coffee. Um, so for me, it's almost equally rewarding when I um, when I get a picture back from you know Togo, Africa, or in Haiti, and I see that children were helped um, because they have clean water. Um, that there's there's something that almost is equally rewarding when customers in Nashville say, you know, this there's something different in this store. Um, it's the best cup of coffee I've had, period, in town. And then there's just something about the way I was treated, the way the environment and the uh, atmosphere made me feel. So um, it's really neat to see locally and globally how, uh, though those are two different experiences, one is getting physical clean water, the other is feeling like through the product or through the experience that they were served, um, those are so rewarding. And that's what we love about getting to be a coffee house that creates community and then uses, we leverage the, the buying power of that community to give back in the world. Yeah, Rob, that's such a, a fun and, and unique perspective. And, and one of the things I was laying out uh, when we lost you for a second is how we're starting to see this, the, the, the framework that was so hard and fast of of business and nonprofit that were you know hey these two things don't exist together how we're starting to see them merging together and I briefly was talking about the B Corp and what the future of things look like and I want to if, if you don't mind I want to step in to your role at Lipscomb you uh, just recently actually were, were appointed the director of missional 
entrepreneurship. And, and again, some people use social entrepreneurship or missional entrepreneurship or social innovation. I think a lot of these terms are somewhat interchangeable. They have slight variations. But, but you're teaching in this course, and what does that look like as you kind of burst the bubble of folks who have, have only had a mentality of business over here and charity over here? What does that look like? I'll tell you what, there's nothing, uh, there's hardly anything for me more exciting right now than this conversation about how to bring those worlds together. So I was trained, again, theologically, which is obviously focused on charity and giving back. Um, but I felt like, and still felt like, there was something missing there if, if there's no business involved in that. Because um, if we've reduced charity to, say, a, a short-term trip somewhere to serve and, uh, and to spend a week giving and then coming home and sort of forgetting the experience and not creating a sustainable solution, I think something's missing. Mm -hmm. um, so what I'm extremely excited about doing in, in my uh, community here is bringing those worlds together to show that business could be the greatest tool for um, giving back. And so, um, yes, I'm all done. Um, and so what I'm excited about is figuring out a way to bring um, – business and mission together so that what we're saying is that business can be done not just for mission or as a platform for mission but business can be done as mission so for me when when we say missional entrepreneurship we're talking about again not just a business that that has a mission statement to do something good with it but creating an entire from from first step to last all the way through and through the, the thread that runs throughout this business is deeply missional um, whether that be creating uh, a sustainable solution financially that gives back or creating economy within a poverty-stricken area or just by the way that you serve your customers in your community, um, it's missional through and through. So what this does, I believe, is decompartmentalizes um, and, and provides holistic mission um, because I think business has the greatest opportunity to uh, to really, we use this phrase of changing the world. It sounds so grandiose, and, and sometimes we get criticized when we say we're going to try to change the world. But I really believe that when we talk about business as mission, as a means of giving back, that we we can clearly look and see how lives are changed mm -hmm. and how the world begins to become a better place because businesses are giving back. Uh, again, whether that be hiring people who have just come out of prison uh, and giving them a second chance or creating a solution to a, a poverty-stricken area, um, you can see tangible results. And so I love seeing these worlds come together. Um, business's mission creates, again, sustainability in a way that, um, that I don't see that you, that you can't always do in other so, with other solutions mm -hmm. that just are completely dependent on, say, donations. Um, and so I feel like this is creating – we love the fact that, you know, we – our store is open 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., and we are working toward, we are earning the profits that we then give away. So we're not sitting around waiting for a donation to come in uh, in order to do our mission. Business is enabling that mission and even driving it forward. And I think it's a really interesting thing here that we're seeing because, again, want to look at what does the future of this whole space look like? And I think... Um, I think as we play it out, we're going to start to see some blurring here of, of the lines that had been so hard and fast between uh, the typical 
private industry and 501c world and in even government. And Rob, I'm going to ask you to play a little bit prognosticator. Um, then I'm going to ask you a, a follow-up on that about how we go forward in the best way possible. But how do you see the, the merging of these industries coming in the future? Well, you know, if you look at things right now as they are, um, you know, you can look at things like Tom's shoes, and you can see that there, there is no doubt there are people out there who want to buy something responsibly, but also are very concerned with the quality of their products. So, I mean, like for example, Tom's is showing us <laughs> in a in an amazing way. Um, whether you agree with their mission or their vision of how, or how they're doing it, they're showing us that this can work. Um, and so we see, like, we would kind of in some ways like to be that model for coffee. Um, mm -hmm. So I think businesses um, not only think about this, about how they can bring change to the world, but I think we have a pr proven uh, record already, not record, we have a, a way to see that customers might actually choose you as a business because of your mission. Um, so I think that businesses, it actually is to your advantage to clearly communicate what you stand for and what you're about, especially as you're giving back. And so I think, I really do believe that there is a strong future in social enterprise and business as mission. And I think, I think all businesses, it's to your advantage, uh, whatever your mission may be, to, to not shy away from that and how you can bring uh, change into the world through that. Um, so I guess what I would say to that is that we have to think that that way. I think the world around us is thinking that way. I think the days are are um, we're moving away from the days where people are just consuming for themselves only. There will always be people that will make decisions that are just about themselves. But I think we live in a world to where um, people want to matter, and if that just means mattering with your purchase. Um, then people are, are looking for a way to matter um, with that purchase. And so I'm excited about the future of business's mission. Um, I'm excited about what I'm getting to do here now at Lipscomb because um, on some fronts, I mean, this is not brand new, but there is some real still cutting-edge conversation about this. Even to the, like you mentioned, there's not even real clear-cut definitions, you know, social entrepreneurship, missional entrepreneurship. And I think we're all trying to say the same thing same thing here, but I'm, I'm excited about trying to give... Um, uh, some more language to that, to studying it more deeply, and now training students to think that way. So I'm in a role here now where students come to me all the time, and the way that my position was born here at Lipscomb University was out of students coming to me as I was just teaching here very, very part-time in an adjunct position and saying, you know, I don't know what I want to do in life, but I want to do what you're doing. I want to do something like what you're doing. It may not be a coffee house, but I see the joy that you have, and I see the the difference you're making and the passion that you have for it. And I don't know what it is for me, but I want to do something like that. And so I think for the future of our leadership, uh, especially here um, in our culture, desires to lead business that way. Um, at least that's what I get to see in, in my setting here. And so I'm, I'm trying to pioneer some solutions for our students to engage that world. Yeah, I think that's such a, an important model here as we, we think about is how do we not only do it ourselves, but how do we increase and encourage other people to think big? Uh, and I think a couple times here you've talked about something of a bigger picture or something of how do we connect to a global kind of environment. And I think that's a really important concept here, Rob, because each of us, as we enter 
the social benefit world, whatever we are doing in that 501c space, we're doing it because we desire to bring positive, improved change to people's lives. And we want to do that. And I think that there's uh, something unique about, about meeting people where they are in their needs. And we obviously know, uh, as I consume much coffee, and many others do, that coffee is one of those desires that they have on a daily basis. And how do we, how do we match something that's already part of their life with something that's a bigger picture? And, and I think that's going to be one of those pieces that's really, really important for nonprofit organizations as they move forward to think about how do we how do we really step back and rethink the way that we do things and and I love uh, not only of what you're doing but I love uh, to see organizations and educational institutions like Lipscomb and I know uh, there are many others who are starting to to say okay stop thinking that business is separate from doing good uh, and start thinking about how we bring those together this is uh, fantastic work that's happening there, Rob. Uh, if you would, would you kind of just share maybe a last piece of, of encouragement? Somebody's been playing with these ideas and they've been thinking about how do I do good and how do I do well at the same time? Would you just kind of share maybe some, some thoughts of somebody who's been down that road? Yeah, absolutely. You know, for me, it started with um, with a, a desire and, and it was a desire to give back. And so I think it's, it's very important to think about your vision that you've been given and most of the time that vision is born out of some form of pain in your own life um, it may be something that's broken your heart uh, a decision you made or something that happened to you unfairly um, and also a combination of so that sort of brokenness or pain in your life and then something that you look out and see in the world that you just can't live with anymore that you say this breaks my heart like for us again the clean water crisis we looked at that I and mean, there are a lot of things that break our hearts but that was the one that we seem to be given. And so what I would say is that we have to let, first of all, our um, the things that break our hearts to, to drive us as part of our passion. And even the word passion comes from suffering in a sense. So I think we harness that. Um, we leverage even our own pain to drive us forward to do good. Uh, most beautiful things in the world actually have come from deep pain. So I think just to start off on a very rudimentary level is that we start with our own brokenness and pain. I've found even in business that that really relates to people. When I sit down and talk to people about how the well came to be and how it even was born out of some pain in my own life um, and then things that broke my heart for the sake of the world, that resonates with people. Uh, we've all got some pain in our lives. So for, for those that are looking to do uh, to do business as mission, I think we have to start there. Um, and then we have to see, so what is it in this story that I've been given to do? Like, what am I gifted in? What am I good at? What am I naturally good at? Am I willing to work hard also to get good at? Um, and so the coming together of those things begin to, again, drive us um, in, a, in a direction of a, accomplishing the mission that we've been, uh, that we've been given. Um, and, and what I would say is that you know it, you have to you have to not be afraid to fail uh, in that because you're gonna you're gonna charge ahead and drive forward and, and, and put your heart and soul into it and sometimes you're gonna you're gonna fall flat on your face and you you have to to continuously pursue this because it's not easy um, in any way but you you keep coming back to the fact that this is worth it because it is doing something that truly is making a difference you know I look at 75% of the workforce is not happy doing what they're doing. 
Uh, they don't want to be in the job that they're in. They don't feel like the job that they're in is making a difference. Um, and so while it is extremely challenging and difficult and have days of failure and things that you know aren't so much fun, um, it still beats being in something that is uh, that I don't feel like is is fulfilling uh, or making a difference. So you know that fuels me to know that um, that I'm involved in something that I truly believe in, like with all of my heart. And, and I wake up in the morning. Um, excited every day to see what is going to happen and, and then to help make those things, um, those visions become reality. Um, so through the hard work, through the, the people that will tell you that you can't, um, you know, press on because it is worth it on the other side and it's worth it every day in the very process. That's awesome. Folks, I want to remind you that you're going to be able to see more about Rob Touchstone and the Well Coffee House and their story in the June issue of Nonprofit Performance Magazine, centervisionleadership.org slash magazine. You can get free access to that as well. Rob will be joining us on Thursday. That's April the 2nd at 9 p.m. Eastern. Hashtag Nonprofit Chat. We'll be digging into six big questions that deal with social entrepreneurship, how we begin to rethink this concept of business as mission or, or missional entrepreneurship or social entrepreneurship, how do we engage and play with that? Even think about how do we iterate and innovate in our own social benefit organizations to be able to bring this concept to bear. So I want to encourage you to do that. As always, I want to encourage you to join the community. Come in and find a group of community builders who understand what you're going through, who are encouraging you to dig deeper. You're going to find folks like Rob asking deep and important questions. We're going to be thinking about what does it look like to run these types of organizations and how do we grow. And you can find that centervisionleadership.org. I uh, want, want to just thank you, Rob, so much for, for joining us. I know we had some internet connectivity issues, uh, but the, uh, the conversation is on point, and, and I appreciate what you guys are doing there uh, to be able to lead this social innovation piece, to think about doing well as you do good. So, Rob, thanks for being with us. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Todd. I, I really appreciate the opportunity and uh, look forward to talking more about this with you. Sounds great. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you on Thursday, April 2nd at 9 p.m. Eastern. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.